Hello and welcome back to Coffee and Wrestling, the wrestling podcast. We are just days away, actually day away, not even day away. Good God, we're within the 24-hour mark of yes. WWE's crown jewel. Uh, I am one half of your hosts, Mark, <laughs> with just, my lovely wife, Jamie. It just sounds so sad, Mark. I know, I, I was like really trying to do like a good-ass mm-hmm. intro for uh, crown jewel and we don't I feel like have, I botched my name. We don't have really cool names that no. like end in a like a well very I've got a punctuated... decent I've got a decent one for a wrestling name it's or it's for perfect. a wrestling fan it's perfect I'm, I'm Mark I'm a Mark like, yeah and I don't know A-Mark. we've looked this up I wanted to change my I've been wanting to change my Twitter handle for years now uh but I was thinking at Mark 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 and whoever has that hasn't signed on to Twitter since like 2017 mm-hmm. trying to start a campaign I want that I want that username yeah so that's that's a goal of mine for 2023 uh, nothing like realistic, like you know, graduating college and getting a better job. Like fuck no, that shit. No, no, I no. want to change my Twitter handle. Agreed. So th- if th- you own at Mark Mark Mark, uh, please give it up. Um, if you would like to see us get at Mark Mark Mark, please send us a message at C A W Wrestling Pod on Twitter. We're not sure what the messages are going to be. Can you send a message on Twitter? Yes, you can. Okay. I'm still, I'm still in- new to this. You are. It's. <laughs> It is just like every other social media. You can message people and tell them okay. how terrible you are. You can message us and tell us how horrible we are. You can message me any day. That's okay. But enough about us. Yeah. We are supposed to be talking about wrestling. Yeah. For the 15th time. What happened this week, Mark? Mark what Mark. happened this week, Mark, Mark, Mark? Uh, we had AEW Raw and we had WWE Dynamite. Cool. Never mm-hmm. heard of it. This is the Oh, no. You haven't heard of these promotions? Uh, forbidden Door. It's the forbiddenest <laughs> of doors. Uh, no, we had Raw on uh, Monday and, of course... Dynamite, yeah. dynamite on Wednesday. Yes. Um, not very impressed with Raw this week. Well, it was Halloween. It was Halloween, and it was also the Raw before uh pay per view. Yes. And don't want anybody get hurt never, before Saudi Arabia. They're never. Well, half of them aren't even there. This is not my pen. Half of them aren't even there. Yeah. Um, but we started off the match or the night with Bianca Belair fighting against Nikki Cross. Was this a championship match? I don't believe so. I missed so. the first three minutes of Raw, and I was very confused. I don't believe um, so. But either way, Bianca Belair ended up picking up the win. Uh, and then, it was I don't know, it was, I mean, it was a good match between the two of them. Nice to just... see Nikki, I'm sorry, did I say Nikki Ash? I think I said Nikki yeah, Ash. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. Um, I, again, not a big NXT guy, so I don't really know a lot about Nikki Cross. Uh-huh. Uh, she just seems like, that seems like the template that every you know women's wrestlers doing right now is they're just going crazy yeah yeah that's been her thing that's always been her thing and becky lynch has been the only one to be able to pull that off lately did you see that she got hired to play cindy lopper on the rock i did did the rock show yeah the rock show you know by mark hoppus yeah blink 180 shush blink 180 shush by the way we didn't even talk about that last week that was hilarious missed opportunity for us said that that's that's i mean what terrible else podcasting for somebody with a blink <laughs> 2 tattoo on your foot i know right um so yeah this is just more to just fuel damage control um i just wish they would have done something with nikki instead of just having her i mean it was a good match yeah it was like a reintroduction to her but right, i really wish correct. it would have been a little bit more than that yeah unfortunately it wasn't a whole lot more than that of course bailey interfered of course it's going to be you know this big thing, all, the whole entire raw of of course it's Bianca true. and Bailey going back and forth and interfering in all these matches, and 
fighting each other and, you well, know, typical, they can't keep their hands off each other. You and know, of course, Oscar uh, and uh, Alexa Blair, Alexa Blair, Alexa Bliss comes <laughs> running down to save the day. They end up attacking, beat yep. them, you know, they beat them away. I almost said they beat them off, uh, which ended <laughs> up leading into they basically had a backstage segment and they challenged damage control for the tag team titles, right. which ended up being the main event for Raw, which, again, this is another example of Raw started the show without a main event planned. Uh-huh. <laughs> what was the plan if they said no? I don't know. I don't know. That's a fucking wrestling, man. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, the fourth wall back up. Fourth wall backs up. Um, so there was an interesting promo. Well, what was supposed to be a promo. Uh, a few months back, Seth Riddle and uh, uh, said Seth Rogen. Jesus Christ, here we go. We're doing a horrible job today. Always. Always doing a horrible <laughs> Matt job. Riddle Not coffee. and Seth Rollins did this interview where it was like, you know, the two of them were separate and, and interviewing uh, to talk about their They're match. Like it was very reminiscent. Zoom. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a promo between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley set up that was very similar to that. Uh, Bobby Lashley was like dressed to the nine, looking good. He always looks real nice. And Brock never even showed up. And Brock never showed up. And then all of a sudden, Brock Brock showed up. (laughs) Showed up, and he came out to the ring, and he called out uh, Bobby Lashley. Called him out. Bobby Lashley got pissed off, ran out to the ring. They started beating the hell out of each other, which it was a classic bench clear. The entire locker room, staff, security, wrestlers, Mm -hmm. Triple H. All out yeah, there in the surprising. ring, breaking up these two massive individuals. Yeah, and Triple and... H basically said, you know, if you two lay hands on each other, right. the match is off. And even after that, Brock still went after. And they're still having the match. Yeah, they're still having the match. So um, I have to appreciate Matt Riddle coming out. He offered his shoe. <laughs> his shoe and his and hat. And his hat. I don't uh, know what you, the intentions were if for you that. you slow it down, right, <laughs> like the last 10 seconds before uh, they actually end up finishing the segment, uh, you see Matt Riddle. It looks like he's having the time of his life. And it looks like he dropped a shoe and had his hat off as he was, he wasn't even like helping. He was just had his shoe and his no. hat up in the air, smiling, <laughs> like just so excited to be there. Take this. <laughs> uh, so a good little segment there. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think they could have done a little bit more build up between these two, but I mean, it's Brock Lesnar. He's probably like just finishing out yeah. his dates and then he's going to throw his arms up until, sure. you know, next WrestleMania where he fights the rock or something. I do like that. Bobby Lashley said, you've been dodging me for 20 years. Yeah. That was good. But that's not the first time he's used that line either. Yeah. I, I believe it or not, or believe it or not, personally, I thought it was a little bit stale. No, I thought, I thought it was cool. the last time these two butted heads, yeah. um, he said that same thing. You've been dodging me and that's why I beat you. Like, well, then he didn't dodge you. He, yeah. You beat him. <laughs> so, I don't know what they have planned between the two. But it should be I think a good it's match. Just a, you know, build up some more money, build up should some more momentum. should be a good match, though. Um, next up we had what we both agreed was the match of the night. It was the only match that was really worth turning raw. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I I have to disagree with you on that one. I gotta disagree with you on that I mean, the tag team match was good. It was was good, but. No way. Well, whatever. Whatever. We'll get there. Right now we're at Seth freaking Rollins versus Austin Theory. Seth currently is rocking the blonde hair. Austin Theory is rocking a beard. Yeah. A little bit of different, little bit uh, of look different for the approach. Two. two looking more grown up, well established. Well, you've got one who's been in WWE for I think they're they just passed uh, ten years, didn't they? Yes. And then you've got Austin Theory, who's only been in for maybe a year. I don't know. I haven't. I don't remember when he debuted, but I mean, yeah, they both look good though. This yeah. Was, this was honestly the match of the night. Very good chemistry back doubt. and forth. Oh yeah, they've always have, and mm-hmm. I think there's like a there's a good little rivalry rivalry. 
rivalry that will develop eventually from this. And I like this because it's again planting seeds. I always say sure. it all the time, but always always putting little little storylines and little loops in there so you can come back and hook that loop and get a real big storyline out mm-hmm. of it. You know what I mean? Uh, but you do both, have to remember, I mean, he still has the money in the bank. Of you. course, of course, you and cash I cash that in any time, at any time. And although when I don't know when money money in the bank is, but we've got to be coming up on it here pretty soon. I think it's like June. And yeah. If you hit that mark, that year mark, you lose it. You lose it. That's what you I mean. Like, to, it's done. You, you don't use it, you lose it. You lose, yeah. So, it is very important for him to pick an opportunity. How funny, though, because you couldn't, like, secretly go to Saudi Arabia. I mean, you could. It's the same place. Like, he did it last year. Yeah, but there's the, no way that was secret, year. you know? Could you just imagine just, He like, did it when they went to Saudi. But he, I'm sure everybody... You know oh, no, it I mean? wasn't like, Saudi. Fourth wall, it here was we go Saudi. again. It was Saudi. He went yeah. to Saudi and went to cash it in. And if I remember right, Roman Reigns ended up punching him in the head. Wasn't that England? No, that was um, that boxer. Yeah. That giant boxer dude. Yeah. He just looked right uh-huh. in the side of the head. That was a different time? No, when they went to Saudi, uh-huh. I think Roman Reigns ended up, either Roman Reigns or uh, Brock Lesnar ended up laying him out before he even like got a chance. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably mixing things up. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Randy, fact check. Yeah, right. Hey. Jade Koth, fact check. Um, at any rate, Rollins at one point went for a pedigree. Um, Austin Theory was like, nah. Then Austin well, Theory went for happen. the pedigree, too. Yep, yeah. Uh, but Seth Rollins said, nah, also hit him with nah. the curb stomp and got the one, two, three. The one, two, three, correct. <laughs> it was a good Roll match. Up. Uh, Seth sat there and talked shit to the Theory for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that led into a segment where the tribal king, Roman Reigns. The tribal chief. I don't know. I acknowledge do. him. I, I acknowledge. You acknowledge the tribal chief? I don't know, man. The bloodline. They're like. It's so good, but so just good. Roman Reigns by himself? Nah. He cuts good promos. Like, you got to okay. admit he cuts pro- Whatever. He's no Sami Zayn. <laughs> Usy. He's a lot more Usy than Sami Zayn is. Roman? Oh, yeah. Hmm. He emanates Oos. So what about Miz? Did he acknowledge uh, Roman on Raw? I have. Yeah. I mean, he did. <laughs> and then got punched in the face. And I hated it. He said that he was going to help Roman neutralize Logan. And that also, that Logan Paul has pins in his hands. Yeah, that's what he claimed. That's why he's been <laughs> able to knock people out. Is I guess he had an injury and uh, has pins in his hand. And when he hits people, it's striking them with the metal and that's why he knocks him out yeah. um i'm not sure how how valid that is yeah i also i'm not sure um funny nonetheless it's i, I mean it's, laugh out what are you gonna situation. but what are you gonna say like what are you you gonna like look at his hand you're gonna tell him to like put up or shut up with the x-rays it's wwe they'll come yeah. up with a fake x-rays and have fucking an x-ray of wolverine's arm say, you know yeah <laughs> But is, is that really what we're going with with Logan Paul? Is he's the man of steel with, with the fist of fucking, like, the literal iron, iron fist, and he's going to get the title and rule with that fist? Like, Oh, God, I hope not. God. <laughs> I But this also led into, like, later on with Miz, like, nursing this broken jaw. Oh, he did such a good job, though. He, he did sold a great it. job, but I, we'll talk about it. <laughs> so after this, we're not there yet. obviously, Roman didn't want his help. Uh, after this, Carl Anderson wrestled Damian Priest for another match of uh, the OC versus... Yeah, just another OC versus Judgment Day match. But not AJ and not uh, no. Luke Gallows. It's nope. Anderson again. Yep. Um, 
Did you say Luke Anderson? Carl Anderson. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah, it's this did, boring. This I'm did nothing for me. This doesn't do anything for me either. Just another raw of just interferences. Just back and forth. This one had a bunch. Right. Just kind of annoying. Rhea Ripley broke the little barrier of women versus men and attacked uh, Luke Gallows again with the low blow. Yeah, with the low blow. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know what they're doing with this. It just feels stale. It feels like they literally brought back the OC. Which is sad because it just started. (laughs) Yeah, but it just felt like they brought back the OC just to get. I I don't even know another faction for. uh, God, what are they called? Not the Ascension. The Bullet Club. No, that's the OC. Yeah, what are you talking about? The other one, the Judgment Day. Judgment Day. There we go. Okay. I swear I watch the product. I just I'm I don't have good (laughs) brain. They just I don't never have, that. like, a good storyline. They, honest to God, they remind me of, if anybody's ever watched the cartoon Recess, like, they just remind me of a group of kids on there that are just <laughs> dickhead bullies. Yeah. Like, there's no reason, and they do, like, certain things that you're just like, damn, what a bunch of dicks. But they never do anything enough to be like, oh, shit, they're, like, an actual, like, threat. Right. They're just like, oh my god, these fucking dudes are so annoying yeah. because they consistently just fuck with shit. And it's never a, like, they constantly talk about being the best and they're running the game and they run this company. Yeah. And, but they no don't, belts. The no belts, they have no, there, there's no, like, horizon of belts. Rhea uh-uh. Ripley hasn't wrestled other than uh, NXT. NXT. Uh, granted, she has been injured, but there's been no, like, storyline no. with these. The Edge was there for a while. And I get that they were trying to like, you know, Edge was trying to make his comeback and like sure. break up the group and, you know, give it gives them, you know, more of a power boost to to be like that. But they just had no, no definitive rhyme or... plan. Yeah, there's no end game with these it guys. It was either They're like join here. us or you're against us. And that's like their only that's that's the end game. And that's, that's what I mean. It feels like, I guess. like it feels like they're weird. just like bullies that are like, well, because we don't think you're good enough to be in our group. We're going to beat you up. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck, but guys, most come of the time on, I'm just like, trying to like, I'm just trying to live right now when you guys are being dicks. Yeah, most of the time it is like, we, we want you to be in our group. I don't want to be in your group. Okay. Well, now we're going to beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole Finn Balor with AJ Styles thing is weird. Like, I could destroy you. Like, what? Who does that? <laughs> Who then, does that in like, in any, like, real life or even kayfabe? Yeah. And I could. They bring back. I could end your career. I could destroy you, but I right. won't. I won't because how we're is friends. that intimidating? And then they bring back a fa- a, a, a related a related faction that has nothing to do with the with the WWE. Uh huh. And they try and they just relabel it. Yeah. And try to resell it. It's. I mean, it's just as bad as. It's weird because the Bullet Club stole their gimmick from the NWO. Right. And now WWE is stealing the Bullet Club's stolen gimmick and relabeling it of their own. Yeah. And then going against the whole NJPW thing and Carl Anderson not being able to make make the match with Higaleo. That's a mess. Yeah, the whole thing is just really, really strange. I don't know what they're doing, especially since AW has the relationship with NJPW, not WWE at the moment. Right. I digress. Um, It was pretty weak. The the roll up that Carl Anderson hit. Oh my god, the end was trash. So weak. It was trash. What did I even put here? I wrote. They must be told like just don't get hurt. Yeah, it was a. It's right. It was a really clumsy ass reversal. Like it was weak. He dropped him, got him, and it was. It was. It was like a a create a wrestler slow down the move, (laughs) and it it was bad. 
It was really bad. Yeah. Not entertaining in the slightest. Shortly after this, uh, JBL and Baron Corbin made their way down to their ring. I don't know what they're doing with JBL, but he started talking. And, of course, somebody used the word truth between him and Corbin. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold. Again, why is Baron Corbin with JBL when he got kidnapped? Munchausen syndrome? <laughs> I don't understand. I think that's that but one. If uh, you say anything about our truth, he shows our truth. It shows up. I love up. it. I love it. I'm, Unfortunately, I, this won't happen again for a yeah, while. Yeah, he ended up getting injured. But before that, he comes to the ring. Dressed <laughs> I, as I was a cowboy. Gonna, dressed as a cowboy with with jeans, a plaid shirt, and some of the goofiest boots I've ever seen. Yeah, he had like a blow up sheep or something. No, it was horse? like a. It was like yeah, it was like a kid's horse. Yeah. Um, talks some trash to JBL. Calls him pretty much what we all think he is. I was gonna have the audio ready, but he can't do it because yeah. problems. Um, he said and, he liked their costumes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, JBL said, we're not in costumes, you idiot. And a fight ensued between him and Baron Corbin, which, by the way, I need to point out that R-Truth was whooping Baron Corbin's ass before JBL got involved. Uh-huh. And that was the only reason that Baron Corbin had an opportunity to take out R-Truth. R-Truth also won against The Miz last week, regardless of distraction. Sure. He held his own and would have beat him anyways. And had an NXT match the other day, and unfortunately... Ended like up hurting his, his leg. Squad. Yeah, ended up hurting his leg. But I'm just saying, when he gets he better and he comes back. No, Vinny Max was legendary. His was he rolled quad. in the ring and, and blew out both <laughs> his legs. I think our truth needs to get the strap. Oh, I think it's great. And he my was, phone agrees, apparently. He was like so hyped up and everybody was loving him. So it's unfortunate he got hurt. Isn't that how it always works? Oh, yeah, always. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, this encounter ended with uh, Baron Corbin hitting the end of days on R-Truth. Moving right along, we go on to some uh, Halloween fun with the trick or street fight between Matt Riddle and Otis. What a dumb name. It was funny. Oh, There was just like candy and pumpkins. That's all. I, like, <laughs> I think the only good part was, was Chad Gable and Otis's entrance. Yeah, Chad Gable came out. He said something about Chippendales and then said, here comes Otis. And they were clearly doing like the Patrick Swayze. Chris oh, he even Farley. said he was, he even said he was Patrick yes. Swayze and he, uh, Otis, Otis was, was Chris, Chris Farley. Farley. And to be honest with you, it was amazing. Like it really was well thought out that when he came out, I was thinking he was going to be like, I'm Beethoven or I'm Bach or some, you know, classic musician or like Einstein or something, yeah, you know, some painter or something. Yeah. I thought it was something like that. And then he hit us with, I'm Patrick Swayze. And at first I was trying to, I was going through like every Patrick Swayze movie. I was, I couldn't think of anything. And then he was talking about Chris Farley and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And they came out with the bow ties, the little, the shirts. It was good. It was so good. They danced to the music. Yeah. Otis did the worm at one point. Otis did the worm in the match. And I was, and I just, Corey Graves said he's a worm like out of tremors <laughs> and only a select few people <laughs> will really understand that reference and I want to hang out with those people so make sure you keep up with what listening to the podcast if and you if know you, what the tremors are if you've never listened to tremors or well, I, I actually never prefer, watched tremors. I prefer watching it but yeah. you can listen to Do it. watch it it's very funny Reba McIntyre's in it yes Kevin and, Bacon's in it and they end up shooting giant worms with elephant guns and it's oh, just it's amazing so good uh, I didn't like this match. <laughs> I just, other than the Chippendales, the worm. Um, Come on, Riddle, and, Riddle beat Otis with a candy corn kendo stick. And uh, Chad Gable with that table spot. 
That was good too. Besides that, I just I, I felt like you could have done this earlier in the in the night. Well, sure, they were just trying know. to make it interesting, so you'd stay tuned. That if, uh, Elias did push Gable off of the apron, and he fell through a table yeah. that was just filled with Halloween candy. Which again, that spot you saw that coming. That spot was really good, but I, I really I don't know. I felt like this, but it's this raw definitely suffers the plague of the raw before a pay per view. Sure. They Especially one like this, when you're trying not to get your people on the show hurt. Yeah. And you're, uh, you know. Elias put a jack-o'-lantern on Otis's head. Riddle was dressed up as Ezekiel, though. Elias's brother. That was great. That was funny. Uh, yeah, he ended up putting a jack-o'-lantern on Otis's head, and Matt Riddle hit one of the the dis- the most disgusting RKOs I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, everybody it, was real tired Monday it was It was sluggish. It was, and that's but how he got the win. He got the win. Following this, we had uh, Ali versus The Miz, and the match was good. The match was really good between the two of them. Um, I think the idea that for Ali to get this win, he had to have The Miz with a half-broken jaw and also a distraction from Dexter Loomis, Yep, I felt like was demeaning towards Ali. Yeah, for uh, sure. Kind of like waters out the win a little bit. Yeah. I think the match itself was really good. It was. And I hate The Miz. Miz sold the jobby and hurt really bad. It <laughs> he was did, funny. but I couldn't. I couldn't help but want to just show up and smack him, so he stopped like having his jaw to the right. Cause yeah, cocked off to the right. I'm sorry, but if your jaw was even remotely broken, you wouldn't cock that thing to the right or even be speaking. Like done. Yeah. But I but guess the that's actor he that's is. the Miz. That is the Miz <laughs> in a nutshell. So um, Dexter Loomis at one point did come up from behind the Miz, and everybody was freaking out. Corey Graves was like, "Where did he come from?" and uh, Dexter Loomis jumped off over into the barricades and ran out into the crowd. And this security guard, oh my god, it, was so on point. He jumped over the barricades yeah, after Dexter Loomis. It was impressive. We watched you know it like how three you do times. it. Like when you run up to a short fence, you're trying to like you're kind of at a jog or running when you're a kid, and you go to jump over it. You you know put your two hands on the on the on the fence, and you kind of vault your the lower half over by you know pushing up with your arms. And that's what Dexter Loomis did. He ran up, jumped over, continued running. This security guard. He ran and like video game jumped over yeah, this wall. Olympic never even athlete. Never even like, and it's not like he didn't like hurdle it. He didn't like step over it. It, it was like he came to came to a halt, two feet, and jumped up in the air <laughs> over the over it, landed and ran. It was no hesitation. Nobody said a thing about it, and I haven't seen anything on Twitter about it. Wow. They didn't announce it. We just watched it. If you go back and watch it, it is. One of the more impressive, Seriously feats impressive, yeah. In Raw, like I think the performer of the night goes to that security <laughs> I guard. I absolutely agree. I like to believe he caught him. You know, I just. But again, I just feel like it. It sucked because Ali had to have all of this in effect for him to get the win. Right. He hit him with a super kick. He was distracted by Loomis. And a lot yeah, of these lately in WWE. Uh, shortly after that, Johnny Gargano had probably one of the goofiest segments. I've seen in WWE for a while. It was very like unsolved mysteries. But he played all the parts. Oh, it was fantastic. The men, the women, and they did the classic thing where they blurred out like yeah. 60% so you can make out the figures, but you can't make out the faces. And in every single one of them, you saw Johnny Gargano's beard. Yeah. Whether man, was... woman, or indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, it, it was good. Like it was goofy wrestling. I liked it. Um, I don't know. I thought it was fun. And that, you know, I'm not even trying to be a, a, a party pooper with yeah. this raw. This raw sucked, but this was fun. It was funny. He had this theory about what was going on with the Miz, right? Yeah, uh, of, of how 
the Miz paid off Dexter Loomis to attack him to, I guess, get sympathy? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what they were going with, but yeah, whatever. Um, kind of a weak plot point, but it's yeah, <laughs> it's really showing for some entertainment. Uh, I guess where the storyline's lacking, they're showing they're making up for the uh, the antics yes. with him stalking him with the hockey stuff with right, uh, you know, him interfering with every one of his matches. Johnny Gargano getting in on it, right? It, it it's good. It is. It's funny. not their best work, but it's definitely it's no. definitely good. And for another match with inter- filled with interferences. Damage Control versus Asuka and Azaka for the uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, which, like we said, this was set up earlier when uh, they came out to save Bianca Belair mm-hmm. from Damage Control. Um, a good solid back and forth, a lot of good spots. Uh, at one point, Io Sky and Asuka were in the ring, and I thought that the fucking roof was going to come down with how they were going back and forth. It was yeah, really so good. Talented. They're both so really good. good. The They're both really yeah. good. I. I I kind of hope that eventually over the course of time those two end up creating a tag team because I think they'd be really good together sure. or just against each other yeah. I think that would be good as well. Very just, oh I love that I love that style of of wrestling that they both portray absolutely um very high energy very yes. fun yes great match especially like you said for the one that was just like impromptu right in, right right yeah I get right no, yeah no, impromptu fucking nine or eight o'clock on a Monday after Monday evening like, yeah. We still haven't figured out we're doing a main event. All right, well let's let's run the first match and then we'll talk about we'll it. We'll let the wrestlers decide. And it felt like it was going to be one of those things again where it was just building up between Bianca and Bailey, you know, because they're right. getting ready to do a last woman standing match at Crown Jewel for the Raw Women's Championship. So I'm excited for that. I'm very excited for that. It's a really fun concept, but I just thought this was just more fluff. Just yeah. for that match, I, did too. I was not expecting Alexa Bliss to actually pin Io Sky and them to be the new tag team champions. Well, they do have the opportunity. I know it was very surprising, but uh, Damage Control has the opportunity at Crown Jewel to win them back. Uh, they have a title or a rematch for the the WWE Tag Women's Women's Tag Team Championship. But yeah, had no no inclination that they were going to change titles uh, Monday before pay per view. Sure, premium live event. Uh, how many women are actually fighting? Because this is just interesting for Saudi Arabia. They got to keep them really covered up. So keep Scarlett out. She shouldn't interfere with the match. Then. I don't know. Is she like the like in control of Karrion Cross or something? It like seems a like puppet it. on a string it or seems something. Like it. Weird. I mean, let's be honest. Look at her. Mm-hmm. She could control me with a string. She could walk sure. me around like a dog if she wanted. To. <laughs> and I'm saying this to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how are they going to bring Scarlet to Saudi Arabia? They're going <laughs> to need a true. lot of cloth to cover. Are they those just going to keep her as a manager? I don't know. Does I she mean, wrestle? Yeah, 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 she does. She was on NXT. Yeah, right? I think that's how they met. Yeah, I but did. That's what I, I mean. You know, like, I knew that. I don't you're, know just why gonna, I you're just going to keep her as a manager. That's paying a lot of money for a manager. But I mean, I don't. It's working. I don't sign the checks. It's working. Um, but we also have uh, Brock Lesnar taking on Bob La- Bob, Bob Bob Lashley. Lashley. <laughs> Good old Bob Lashley. Uh, again, we have the OC will be taking on the Judgment Day. Okay. Uh, with Rhea Ripley, and there have been rumors that a female counterpart will be a helping out uh the oc but no confirmation no sure. rumors the only person i've heard uh was raquel rodriguez um, okay. but they who said that was basing that off of the fact that re- her and rhea ripley have history and they're right. friends together uh we also have the usos will be taking on the brawling brutes very nice for the wwe undisputed tag team championships and then of course i'm sure our main event is going to be roman reigns will defend his wwe universal title against logan paul 
How's it feel to say that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, it's weird. It, it, it. I feel like they can do this match good. I don't know how, but I feel like they... Logan's good. He's got, like, the chops. He's got, like, some good moves. So I don't know how Roman's going to look on this one. I don't know how this is going to play out. I'm 99% confident that Roman is going to leave Saudi Arabia with the belt. Absolutely. I, I cannot so see uh, Logan Paul winning. Now, there is one thing we haven't talked about that isn't on the Wikipedia page for sure. the match listing. They have also announced that Bray Wyatt will be in Saudi Arabia. They right. have not said in what capacity. They have not said he's going to be in a match. They have just claimed that he is going to be at Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel Premium Live event. What right. do you think the chances are that the Fiend or Bray Wyatt or the Wyatt Six are going to be involved in the decision of the main event? Very possible. I think if they want to do it right, if they want to give Logan Paul the belt and put mad heat on Logan Paul without making it Logan Paul's fault, you have Bray Wyatt come in and you have him fuck over Roman Reigns, one okay. of the longest reigning WWE champions. Okay. And now you, you give Roman and Bray some You heat? have him indirectly lose the title. I don't know. That's a tough call. Because I don't know what the long-term plan is with Roman here. I really think it's they're trying to set up something between Bray and Roman. That would they make might sense. Not, they might not make him lose the title. Bray might do something else to basically set up him and, Bro- him and Roman. Yeah. Um, but I, I, think, I think Bray Wyatt's going to have something major to do with the title match. Yeah, especially since they haven't said anything about a match actually happening with him. So. Right, right. But that will finish off WWE for this episode. Um, AEW Dynamite was Wednesday. Yes. And it was a very packed dynamite a lot of fun a lot of title matches as well i think there was another four uh it's been constant back and forth just title match after title match yep well but we started off with uh jay lethal and darby allen and there was a second match yes this is the grudge rematch um originally they came out or jay lethal came out without satnam singh and uh jay dutt and uh they weren't too happy because they came back about halfway through the match, like, what the hell are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. But with them coming out, it gave an opportunity for Darby Allen to do that ridiculous spot. The Tope Suicida into Big Man, Satnam Singh, and just dropped like he, a ping pong ball off of a brick wall. He ate it like a bite-sized uh, burger. Oh, like. it was bad. <laughs> I mean, Satnam hardly even moved. Like He even, really didn't. It was good. He even beyond tell. wrestling, the physics of that, of a full-grown man running full bore into you, and you just kind of like... Like a fucking dodgeball hit you in the chest. Yeah, because Darby always gives it full blast when he runs like that. Oh, yeah. But it was it was great. It was great because the match just started off immediately with Jay Lethal coming out and attacking Darby Allen before the bell even rung. Right. So it was like that kind of energy right off the bat. They um, really wanted to sell the grudge match portion of this. Yeah, it was really good. At one point, Allen, uh, Darby Allen was able to actually avoid the lethal injection. Yep. Which doesn't happen very often. Nope. And uh, put Lethal on a chokehold. And as you said before, uh, Satnam and Sanjay did end up coming out, but they actually got thrown out. Yep. And there was what was obviously a fake-ass Sting. Um, I, I, Tony Schiavone has known Sting for close to 30 years. Sure. And he still has trouble in 2022 recognizing whether that is the real or fake Sting. Yeah, he's like, Sting? 
And then, you know, why would you even question? Classic. The man came out in a mask. Why would Sting come out? Well, I guess he did that that one time. Anyways, but yeah, <laughs> random guy comes out dressed up as Sting, attacks Darby Allen, and it ends up being Cole Carter. Yeah, from the Nightmare Weird. Factory. Weird flex. Yeah, don't know why. Uh, and then Sting's music pops up. Everybody's at the the top of the ramp waiting for Sting to come out. Darby Allen's in the ring, and lo and behold, J J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-T. Slides in the ring and smashes Darby Allen in the head with a guitar. And slides in on that opportunity to get another job. Oh, yeah. Because he didn't seem phased at fucking all when he got fired Mm-mm. from WWE. No, he's no like, wonder. did my work, got my paycheck, I am back yeah, on the free you, agency. Vince. Uh, yeah, that was really interesting. So, you know, Tony Khan was on the phone the next day. Oh, yeah. But he's also not only involved in like the storyline, which is super going to be super fun with right. Jeff Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt. Um, Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal. It's just oh, going to yeah. be super fun with them, of course, because they have mad history. But Jeff Jarrett's also in charge of some business uh, position in the sense that he's going to be bringing AEW to more venues throughout 2023, which, which is fantastic. Which also means that means there's more events that's going to be happening. Which exactly. If you have more events, you've got to have more shows. Yep. And if you've never been to a live AEW event, you're missing out. It's good. It's so much fun. Justin Roberts, the dapper yapper, he makes it so much fun. He calls everybody out. He reads everybody's signs. It makes it, it makes it very personable, the entire experience. They always call out their referees and make a big deal about who everybody is. Right. Uh, even the guys that are like there for the squash match, they actually do get, you know, an intro and all of that. They just don't, don't show that on pay-per-views they and gotta stuff cut, like that. Yeah, they got to cut time. Yeah, but it is extremely interesting. It is. It's inter- it is very, it, it's fun. Uh, but Jay Lethal picks up the win. Uh, Jeff Jarrett comes in, beats the shit out of Darby Allen with a guitar. Following that, we had John Moxley uh, cutting a promo on Lee Moriarty about their mar- match later, how yeah. he's going to fuck him up and he's never going to be the same. Some John Moxley shit. And then we had another Erasing the Elite video. This time, it seems like they're alluding towards uh, how AEW has favored Death Triangle yeah, over. that they've basically been deleted, which is mm-hmm. kind of what happened. It is. Uh, I guess it said something about Elite. The delete or delete the something elite. about if you, that, yeah. If you go back and you look at the files on the video editing software, the name of the file is delete the elite or deleting the elite. Uh, and what they do is they end up taking a graphic with the elite of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, and they Photoshop them out and Photoshop in Death Triangle. Right. Same thing with the actual match that happened between the initial trios tag championship match and the one that happened that following, I think it was Monday, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, well, I guess not Monday. They, well, yeah, they spliced the two footages together, deleting the elite winning and putting in mm-hmm. the death triangle win. Looks like a little bit of foreshadowing to a trios match between the elite and death. Well, triangle. Are we going to see the elite? Maybe oh, yeah. it's not uh, because well, the rumors are they've already been backstage at dynamite. Uh, no, I know. I understand that. I understand that, but they're deleting the elite. Right. Are they going to come up with a new gimmick? Is it the three of them going to come out with something new that isn't the elite? I mean, they've been running the elite since they ran. I don't know. Well before they all elite. I wrestling. mean, why not change it up? The young bucks. And that's are what I mean. So Maybe that's what they're referencing. Is they're they're getting they've deleted the elite. You want the elite gone? Fine. Hmm. The elite are gone. It's Generation Me again, or it's. I figured it was just more like AEW tried to delete the elite. 
and th- just put Death know. Triangle in there and move I on. May so, be, I may be reading a little bit too much into it, but it, I... It could go any way. And that's I, the in my fantasy right world, now. that's that's what I have on my yeah. bingo card, is that the Elite and Kenny Omega are going to sure. develop. Because you've had the Elite, you've had the Bullet Club, you've had... How many how many, how many many factions of these guys have been involved in over mm-hmm. the years? Like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is them being like, you know, you guys turned your back on us little quotation marks over the turn your back and they're now going to come out with a new gimmick yeah like superhero CM Punk superhero (laughs) I mean there was a lot of like tongue in cheek jokes here tonight this being one of them boy does it get interesting later on when we find out who comes out for Dynamite but Uh, we go ahead digress Um, so next ends up being John Moxley versus Lee Moriarty a lot of people online unfortunately were just giving absolutely no credit to poor Lee Moriarty who is just as you've probably known if you listen to our podcast, is just absolutely phenomenal. He's a great, he's a great wrestler. I thought it was really fun. I don't uh, think he's everybody's cup of tea, though. Which is, I guess, surprises me. Yeah. Uh, he he's doesn't... got the energy. He's got an interesting style. Uh, he's a technical wrestler, which I guess is not necessarily for everybody. Right. Um, I don't know. It was really fun. They put Ethan Page on commentary. That was which fun. Which was great. He was talking a lot of shit about MJF. Ethan Page. He said that MJF could not beat John Moxley. Yes, I do remember that. Ethan Page is definitely as good in the ring as he is. He's probably better on the mic than oh, he is in the ring, to be honest with love you. Love Ethan Page. Um, but Mox did end up getting uh, Lee Moriarty to tap. Yes. Which I think nobody... We, I think we all saw that coming. There's sure. no way he's going to lose. And these are all eliminator um, matches, which means if they win, then, then they right. get a championship uh, The firm ended match. up coming out and pretty much beating the hell out of John Moxley. Yeah, Ethan Page super kicked John Moxley in the yep. face. That was yep. good. It was, it, was, it was good. Yeah. Uh, we then had a... It was just like an interesting segment with Soraya. It was supposed to be Soraya and Britt Baker being but, uh, interviewed by Renee Paquette. But when didn't push it. came to shove, uh, Britt didn't want to make it. Oh, yeah. Was basically what happened. So it was just Soraya kind of talking back and forth. It was a good interaction between friends. Um, and later on, we hear from Britt. But that is not the important matter. Right now, we need to take a moment and we need to say happy birthday to the legend, daddy ass Billy Gunn himself. They had, because there was a birthday celebration. It was a scissor me daddy ass celebration. Yes. It was Billy ass's birthday. They came out, presented him with gifts, gave him a number, or was it world's best or number one dad? I think it was um, world's best daddy. World's greatest. World's greatest daddy. daddy. Yes. Um, uh, his I, hands were all taped up. Unfortunately, they're all wrapped up thanks to uh, Swerve, Swerve Strickland, who's been a little bit more evil lately. Confirming that he did not shove pliers up his ass. It yes. Was, he was damaging his fingers. Which Correct. I didn't, Makes I a lot didn't, more sense. He can't scissor. I didn't think about that back then. Scissoring. That's okay. That's okay. I, yeah. Um, they claimed we're both wearing the daddy gun or daddy the ass. chokers. Billy gun. Chokers. The leg, legendary. 25 you know cents gun. chokers. Yeah, uh, the cameraman also scissored Bowens. That was hysterical on camera. That yep. was it was a, it was a first yep. person, a POV scissoring. Yeah, what I thought was very interesting is that they actually did bring up the whole uh, DX Ooh, celebration yeah. thing by saying something. Bowen said Couple we had guests, but two canceled at the last minute. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Um, and then the ass boys asked why they didn't get an invite because it actually is their real life dad. Right. Actually, well, you forgot. Anthony Bowens filed paperwork and all oh, it took was yes. it was they were waiting for Billy Gunn to sign the paper to, yes. con- to have the acclaimed adopted as Billy Gunn's sons. Yes. And he was stoked. Uh, the ass boys or the guns came out complaining the like we're boys. your real sons. Uh, well, we did get you a present, dad. Yes. And he turns around and W. Morrissey super kicked or like not super kicked big or uh, 
big booted them right in the grill. And they just, again, the firm. Yep. Laying waste to individuals wherever they go. Really liking the idea. Yeah. Because here's something that AEW is missing with the Judgment Day. This group actually has an agenda. Right. And they're actually completing it. Ethan Page says he's going for John Moxley. The guns are you trying know, the to guns get are to the tag the, titles. Exactly. So things are actually happening with the firm and stuff. Lee Moriarty really, went for the really title. Like it. He didn't win. He but came he's up going short, yeah, after but... it. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, but because of that kick to um, Daddy Ass's face from Morrissey, um, again, reoccurring thing, and you got to break that up. So out comes FTR. FTR came down, uh, helped out Billy Ass and the acclaimed. Yes. Um, and it's going to be leading to a big eight-man tag match. I'm thinking some point next week, maybe Dynamite, uh, between Sorvenar Glory and the Ass Boys versus FTR and the Acclaimed. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a big match. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a big match. Yeah, for sure. Uh, shortly after that, we had the uh, interview with Britt Baker with Tony Schiavone. Um, she said that she wanted to do things on her terms in her own place, you know, with her own interviewer. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, my love. Um, but she wanted to do an interview with Tony Schiavone, even though she always acts like she hates him lately. Um, yeah. But at any rate, Jamie Hayter was there. Um, they said that they wanted to fight any tag team and that they are the best tag team in the world. They'll fight anybody so on they Rampage. Madison Rain and Sky Blue. Yeah. I don't know if they picked. But I mean. I know. It's I not really we the best the... competition. Yeah. We're the best in the world and we're going to face. Two people that haven't really fought together often. Right. They just ended up being a tag team too bad. not too long ago. But Whatever. okay. If it gives Sky Blue a push, I like her. I think she's right. obviously still get very green, but she's great. Hopefully get her on either Dynamite or Rampage. Although they have been, they have been stacking AEW Dark lately. If you haven't watched... Oh my God. Go uh, out and watch Jade it. Jade Cargill actually got her 40th win on AEW Dark, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. I, thought they, I think they're trying to like add a little bit more legitimacy to Dark. Sure. Ray Fenix had a great match against AR Fox. That oh, really good. Awesome. Really good. Um, so yeah, go back, go watch AW Dark. It's free. It's on fucking YouTube. Yeah, put it on sure. when you're making dinner and put your phone next to you. Like, you'd be it's surprised. So there's some really good stuff in there and there's some faces that you haven't seen. Right. I mean, we watched Will Hobbs come from dark matches every single oh, yeah. Tuesday and Monday and Tuesday. And now he's on, you know, main event in these matches. So oh, yeah. definitely, definitely watch it. Um, and then just to, just to put some, uh, insult, you know, kick you so- while you're down, put the salt in the wounds, all that good stuff. Next up, we had Chris Jericho, and he was going to face an ROH, former ROH champion. What I thought was really cool is he said tag team champion, women's he champion. Any he doesn't champion. care who it was, so I thought that was fun. They might be able to play into that a little bit. I wish they would have pushed that a little bit, origi- a little bit more originally, because then sure, everybody would have been it. like, oh my God, the door is open for anybody. And uh, I know yeah. it, whoever who it is is who it is, but it, the speculation and talk would have been a lot better. Sure, but the... The back and forth between who it is and who it is. And me personally, I was hoping it was going to be Christopher Daniels, but yeah. boy, did I not. <laughs> I was not ready for who actually came out to face. Cult of personality started playing. No. Yeah. He wishes. No. Um, quite the opposite, actually. Quite the opposite. Um, Here's an opportunity to give some light to. Boom, boom, Colt Cabana. Holy shit. And if Chicago. all this, this entire AEW <laughs> brawl out. It basically stems from CM Punk having issue with Colt Cabana and all this other stuff that is just years and years and years. I think it's been like 10 years since all Seven, of this happened. Like some, that, yeah. some ridiculous number yeah. that it, it, you want to talk about somebody. You, you, Renee Paquette was talking about how she used to do that TV show where you they'd find two people that have a grudge and they'd, they'd get them to box each other and sure. like 
This is like that shit. <laughs> CM Punk held a grudge against this man for so long. And whether Cole Cabana still does or not is not obviously out in the public because he's been a professional about it. He hasn't yeah, said a fucking word about it. He's been it. very quiet about it. But then he faces, of all people, Chris Jericho. For the ROH world supposedly title. had words against CM Punk. About how him, he was a cancer to the locker room and that yeah. nobody wants him here. And Jesus Christ. I, I Interesting. <laughs> it's... It almost makes it feel like it is a work yeah. because Tony Khan was so up CM Punk's ass for the entire time he was active. Absolutely. It feels like this was like a slap in the face to CM Punk. Like one uh, last fuck you before we release you or sure. whatever is going to happen. Or, or we're really, really tying into this being just a big, big ass work. I like to think there's an opportunity for that mm-hmm. and that maybe MJF and John Moxley's main event at full gear is going to get interrupted by certain CM Punk. Nobody would suspect it. I mean, just saying. <laughs> you're right. They, I mean, I could see it happening. Just even hit the um, music and don't have them come out. How funny would that be? I just, I don't think AEW would be able to recover from that. I but really I'm just saying think... if it was a work, it would be hilarious. Oh, if it was a work. It that would... never happened. The whole scrum was just mm-hmm. bullshit. It was just to get everybody to take a couple months off. Nobody would believe it, though. Not a fucking Don't soul know. would believe that it was a work. Don't know, but I would laugh my ass off. For sure. For sure. Um, so, Chris Jericho, I don't know. He's just been personally not doing as well in my eyes, wrestling-wise. He hit just Like the his wrestling weakest, performance? Yeah, he had the weakest code breaker. The last two code breakers he's done. Oh, they were so bad. And uh, then he broke uh, Ian Riccoboni's glasses after he hit that uh, code breaker for the win on Colt Cabana. And I've heard rumor that this is Colt Cabana's last AEW performance. Yeah, I um, There's also our talks of, we've talked about it before, ROH having a weekly show. Um, so it would make sense. You need to start bringing talent over to there to start, start right. getting that product. And Especially making, something like Colt Cabana. For sure. I mean, Colt Cabana is the perfect choice to kind of put it as the, the guy, the John Moxley of ROH. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. All right, so then we had Orange Cassidy versus Ray Fenix versus Luchasaurus for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship mm-hmm. with the stipulation that the winner gets to pick the next person that they fight. Which was a weird stipulation to put on a match all of a sudden because I don't remember that being a thing prior to this, but whatever. No, especially with the All-Atlantic thing, so right. it's just a fun little stipulation which works out to be fantastic in the end, but for now we'll talk about the match itself. Um... The beginning started off with Orange Cassidy hitting a never-ending DDT on Ray Fenix. Is that the one where he spins around like a bunch of Just times? Just forever. Okay. I didn't know that he was the name of it. might still be doing it. I wrote that note down because you wrote it, and I was like, I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> um, yeah, Luchasaurus ended up putting Ray Phoenix through a table, which they even pointed this out during the match that the last time these two faced each other was when Luchasaurus put Ray Phoenix through a table yeah. and popped his elbow out. Which put Ray Phoenix out for a while. That's how they ended up winning the belts. Right. Uh, a little bit of history there, but he was fortunate enough not to die this Thankfully, time. Thankfully, everything was okay. I don't know why they decided to do it on tables, but nonetheless. I'm telling you, the, I, I tweet about it every single week. AEW's. Yeah, table budget's out of control. Their, their timer table. Yeah. Maybe it's an Ikea membership. Maybe they do a discounted rate the more tables you I buy. I'm definitely not buying I really those, don't though. know. I really don't know. Um, one thing that was really fun, and I don't think I've seen anybody do this before, was Luchasaurus actually caught an orange punch. Mm-hmm. Yep, grabbed it out of the air and was about to absolutely decimate Orange Cassidy and throw him off the stage through some tables. And lo and behold, Jungle, Jungle Boy, Boy Jack, Jack Perry, Perry came running out from the back with a chair, smashed Luchasaurus in the back, and ended up out. They had a fan. Oh, fuck, just my toe. 
Ooh, got that. Ooh, good, that fucking hurt. Oh my god. Damn, I don't know how bad sand spurs are in other places aside from Florida, but they're terrible in my just Got wrecked on the tippy, tippy toe. Yeah, don't work. All right, if you haven't figured this out yet, at the end of each one of our podcasts, I sometimes do the Marvel movie thing, and I'll put something at the end of it. Yep. It hasn't been a lot of them. I think. It's I think only it happened on the two. last one. And it was hysterical. Maybe was, two weeks ago. It might have been two weeks ago. Um, but yeah. When you think it's over, it's not. Just listen, listen to the end of the music. You never know what'll happen. Um. So yeah, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. He hit Luchasaurus with a chair, and they both did this awesome, very well executed table spot. Yep. And yep. then uh, Pack basically came out and was pleading to Ray that he needed to use the hammer to be able to win this, um, as there is obviously no de- disqualifications in this match. And Ray, being the good guy that he is, decided, no, what the hell's wrong with you, Pac? I'm not going to yeah. cheat. I mean, that's not Ray. He's not a, he's not a heel. Come on. Unfortunately, mm. I think in this situation, he probably should have used the hammer. Because he took what, in my opinion, was the most gnarly orange punch I've ever seen. It was a pretty good one. It was a pretty good one. Cock him right in the face, dropped him, pinned him for the one, Those two, three. Those two can sell so well, though, so. They was. Really um, good. Pinned him for the one, two, three. And as we said before, the winner has the opportunity to pick his next opponent. Well, Orange Cassidy's next opponent decided that he was going to pick himself mm-hmm. and come out, and that being Shibata. Yeah, NJPW own. And, uh, so I don't, I believe it's for Forbidden Door. I'll have to look up the Forbidden Door information, but I'm pretty um, sure they've got it Believe it, for it or not, no, it's happening tonight on Rampage. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah. well, I can't it's wait for that. just a straight up Friday night match. Well, that's, that's um, awesome. Shibata has been dealing with some health issues. He had a, uh, subdermal hematoma, I think is how you say it. Subdermal hematoma. That's a lot of syllables in those words. Sure. It sounds serious. He's been dealing with some health issues. So for him to come back and wrestle is obviously fantastic enough. But he actually had an interview where he said that he wanted to fight not only Orange Cassie, but also Brian Danielson down the road. Ooh. And supposedly Tony Khan's going to make that happen as I'd well. Love to see but for right Danielson. now. I would love to see him more involved in matches and rivalries and stories because he has not had a lot a, a lot of like story no he hasn't but it'd be a really good time to like set that up they're right. kind of doing that with daniel garcia and tiptoeing yeah. around it a yeah, little bit but, but it'd be good to see him more but his, it hasn't been daniel or it hasn't been uh brian danielson centric like he hasn't had a no. championship run he hasn't he yeah you know, he, he's done what he's done has been great but uh i just think it we need to do more with him sure Maybe That's have just, him go for like the TNT title or something, you know? Something. I mean, he Make always something talks about... more serious because, like I always say, of course everybody wants John Moxley's title. Let's be honest; it's it's mm-hmm. the title, of course. But it would make it really interesting for somebody like Brian Danielson to be like, "Hey, I'm going for the TNT title. I'm going after Wardlow," mm-hmm. because then you're like, "Shit!" If Brian Danielson wants it, then it's serious, right? And set up a, like a, a rivalry more between those two. Yeah, like make a really good match for Wardlow because we know Wardlow has some really good moves that he doesn't oh, always yeah. get to pull out because he's just squashing, you know? Still sad we haven't been able to see a Wardlow-Jeff Hardy match, or a uh, match uh, tag team. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. He that He said that was like a dream of his. Uh, shortly after this, we had a backstage segment between Keith Lee, Rick Ross, yeah, and the boss, and Swerve. Um, Tony was there, right? Tony Schiavone? I believe that was it. And uh, Keith Lee was basically not happy with Swerve after his... Uh, yeah, he kidnapped daddy ass, you know, yeah, broke his fingers. Obviously, that's not Keith Lee's thing. So he was pretty much like, what the hell is going on? Swerve was kind of just dodging the the uh, questions left and right. Mm-hmm. 
hanging out with the boss, Rick Ross. Right. And then eventually he just ended up setting up, somehow setting up the match uh, that we talked about earlier. The eight-way, eight-way, eight eight-man tag, tag match. Eight-man tag match. Thank you. Um, after that, we had uh, Marina Shafir took on Jade Cargill for the TNT title. The TBS. TBS title. TBS title. That, that bitch the title. Host. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I actually so much more enjoyed Marina's entrance. She yeah. actually walked at a normal pace, mm-hmm. and um, Ruckus made her a great song. So a little bit more serious. Instantly, I was like, "This is better. This is much better than the yeah. the problem. The the really right. slow. You don't know me. The whole thing was just really odd. No one liked it. So I'm glad to see that Tony Khan's listening. People are listening, and they kind of changed that up a little bit. So. She came out to the new music, and the whole thing was just to set up Nyla Rose and Jade Cargill, because obviously, as we know, Nyla Rose stole Jade's title. Um, for some reason, Jade hasn't been able to get it back. I hate this storyline. <laughs> I absolutely hate this storyline. It was fun at first. Now it's just like, what are you doing, Jade? Like You spent all your time fighting these people, because basically the way that um, Nyla Rose made it out to be was that Jade cares more about her numbers, her statistics, that she right. wins the match than she does about getting her actual title back. Right. You know, Nyla can do whatever, but she's not actually defending the title at this point, even though she did against Leva Bates. Right. On Dark. So yeah. She's really not too concerned about it. Um, I just, I, I don't know. Nyla came out and they were on the mic saying, you know, we don't, we don't worry, we've got this on commentary, guys, and... Yeah, just instigating, and I just, I feel like it's been three weeks now, and Jade Cargill has not secured herself an opportunity no. to get that belt back, and I just, I feel like it's really making her feel weak. It's it's not making Nyla look any better. It's not making Jade Cargill look a- at all better, and then you had- Definitely not. And then you had uh, Kiara Hogan get absolutely laid out within an instant. And Jade didn't give a shit. And Jade, yeah, she, she like, doesn't give a fuck about her baddies, and just, I don't- yeah, I don't know where it's going. I mean, I kind of get it because Jade kind of had that attitude towards the baddies, anyways. If you can't hang, get out. Sure. But um, who at this point is actually going to win? Is Nyla actually going to have a match against her and win? I I'm assuming is that's that what's what going to be. What we're setting this up for? But what a what a drawn out. And it's not even for they surpassed the forty and zero by putting it on dark, which yeah. I think they get again. They did that to give dark a little bit more legitimacy. Sure, like you got to watch all the matches because you never know what's going to happen. That's right, cool. right. Which okay, I can understand, but yeah. I feel like you could you should have done that with thirty five. You should have done that with twenty five. You should have yeah. done that with uh, a talent that was worth wa- not that she wasn't worth watching with that match, but a talent that was worth watching that you'd be like, oh shit, she's defending against da 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 da. But Brit also, Baker why not like say like, oh, watch me on dark. I'm going to be my fortieth win. Yeah, because I had no idea. I just randomly saw me. on Twitter. Yeah, someone on Twitter was like, oh, this is it. Jade got forty and oh, and I was like, how the hell did she? She doesn't fought anybody. I had no idea. So. That was weird. And I thought that was the whole game plan. I thought they were trying to lead up to Nyla Rose to be that 40-0. Because uh-huh. that's what they, they keep going on about the numbers. And they're holding up signs. This last win that yeah. she just got was 40 Vicky. or 57-0. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're like playing it around these numbers. Why wouldn't you do that? I don't know. Like, not that 40 is a huge number. But what are you going to do? Build it all the way up to 50? Are you going to do 10 or time, 8 more matches, matches? Or 7 more matches yeah. in, in, between here and... November 19th. Yeah, that's like three weeks away. Not even. I mean, yeah, you'd get, let's see, you can get Dynamite and Rampage and then Every Dark. You'd have to be on yeah. every every single one of them just to, and then you'd have to build up the last 10 wins from Jade Cargill without her belt. Mm-hmm. Whether she's defending, and none of these matches aren't 
this isn't 40 and 0 in defending her belt. I went back and looked at the stats. Right. This is 40 and 0 in AEW. And she's undefeated. Right. But the way they sell it is, you know, that she's been defending the title 40 and 0, that she's, you know, which is whatever it is, what it is, might just be lost it's in translation. The yeah. But they never mention it. They never mention how many times she's defended the title, which is well, still quite to make a bit. Her look like Goldberg, you know. But they're not, but they're making her look like a candy. Goldberg, this, this thing you're going to tell me Goldberg would take this shit? Like they are. They're trying to build her up like a Goldberg character with like a little bit more Goldberg character. Goldberg wouldn't give a shit about his Goldberg record. would destroy the locker room. All we can do is hope that Tony uh, has a good plan for Jade. I don't know. <clears throat> but Goldberg would. He would absolutely destroy the locker room. Like he oh, would yeah. go through and it would not stop to get his belt back. Yeah. You're gonna, I, just, I just don't like the way they're booking this. Mm-mm. Same. But I, whatever. Uh, I, I one thing that they, one thing that they did book was Jamie Hader versus Tony Storm at Full Gear. Tastic booking on their part. Oh yeah, well she had come out and kind of pointed at Jamie Hader, and it kind of indicated towards it earlier in the match yes. or earlier in the night. And uh, then yeah, they ended up posting a graphic. I went batshit trying to find a graphic for it. And <laughs> it I like started to doubt whether I actually saw it be true or not, and then I started seeing people tweet about it. So I'm I'm that one I'm excited for. I was excited for it when I heard about it. I've been mm-hmm. hoping Jamie Hayter was going to get this belt for a long time, even if it's interim. I don't know what they're doing with that. But one cool thing that we got a little piece of, and, and I love that AEW does stuff like this, is tell you like some backstory. Right. Tony Storm said that her and Jamie Hayter actually used to be roommates in London, and that when uh, Jamie Hayter or Tony Storm showed up and saw that Jamie Hayter was friends with Britt Baker, she knew that their friendship was up. So they've been friends for a long time. Right. That's got to be cool to have that dynamic of you really know this person. You've seen how they've wrestled. You've seen what's happened. Now here's your opportunity to fight your former roommate. How cool is that? I mean, it's it's got to be neat. These guys, these guys and girls end up going through the indies. I mean, you've heard it left, right, and center with AEW, WWE. Sure, like Darby know. Allen and uh, Swerve. They were... Well, from Washington, yep. they've been on the indie scene forever. Kevin know? Owens and Sami Zayn, they were huge on the indies so together. So cool, you know. Granted, they're best friends. They've been best friends for years, but, you know, these people bounce off of each other. Uh, and that's why a lot of the AEW uh, dark guys, you got Dan the Dad, you've got Kylan King. All of these, these individuals are people that know other people in AEW or right. are familiar with other people in, in the indie scene. It kind of just shows how having a successful indie run is almost pivotal in this day and age you got to get your name out there you've got to you've got to make friends in the industry you know you can't just be a person that shows up and you know does only the one thing sure you know you've got to be a part of the show you've got to benefit everybody um yeah how's christopher daniels going to find out about you if you don't wrestle on the indie scene right right i mean it's <laughs> you, you got to do it um but yeah that sets up that match for Full gear, which I'm super excited for. Yep. Uh, hopefully, Jamie Hader leaves with the title. Uh, so that's what I'm rooting hoping for. Hoping the same. Whether she wins or not, I don't. I haven't decided yet. Um, but I hope that she does. I hope so too. The main event for AW Dynamite this week was two big meaty men, Samoa Joe and Brian Cage. I, and I love my big meaty men, but I. It was an okay match. I it mean, was really good. I liked it. Brian Cage delivered what he could deliver. Samojo did what he could do. Yeah. Um, Brian Cage had what I think was the majority of the match. Right. Which was end, good. Especially. So it made Brian Cage look good. You're establishing this guy that if you haven't watched AEW for a long time, maybe mm-hmm. you don't know who Brian Cage is. Yeah. Shame. You need to know who you the know. machine is. He's phenomenal. But establishing this run that Brian Cage more than likely is looking like he's going to ROH, which is cool. 
he can shine there. You Again, know, trying they're to build saying, up their roster. It's not this developmental thing. This is just, you know, a yep. different program. That's all it comes down to. So really cool. Great opportunity for Brian Cage. He unfortunately did not pick up the win. Samojo retains. But then um, what happens at the end of every single match that has nothing to do with Brian Cage recently or any of the embassy? The embassy came out and they attacked. Yeah. Wardlow got the, or I'm sorry, Samojo got the win. Uh, the embassy attacked. Uh, Wardlow came out and it just, I don't know. Like, Joe. It just feels Joe, like you know. over and over again. And then Brian, or, uh, and I, Powerhouse Hobbs, he claimed that he is not part of the embassy. That's fun though. Boy, he came howdy. Out. And Does power he... slam the absolute shit out of Wardlow. Yeah, but he says he's not part of the embassy, but goddamn, he doesn't mind cleaning up after their fucking... No. Their work. Eh, whatever. It just... I don't know. Like, I'm so tired of seeing... that. Was It feels like they've ended that... Short of having FTR in there, they've ended the embassy segments with the same... Yes. Same bullshit every single yes, time. Yes, they come out, someone else comes out. Yep. It's the same thing, but at any rate, that's what happened. Uh, Will Hobbs grabbed Wardlow's belt, insinuating that he's going after the TNT title. Which would make sense. Sure. And that pretty much wrapped it up. Uh, set for Rampage, which, as we record this, is tonight, actually. We have Katsuyora Shibata versus Orange Cassidy for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Yep. Uh, we have Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker versus Madison Rain and Sky Blue. Right. We are also going to get a segment from... Ricky Starks, who we haven't heard from in a while. I don't think since he faced Powerhouse Hobbs. I don't believe so. He's been kind of quiet, but interested yep. to see what he has, because he really is one of my absolute favorite, no pun intended, <laughs> Right. wrestlers um, in AEW is great. But we're also going to be getting special commentary from Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, his fifth appearance in AEW, well, yeah. his fifth run in AEW. Um, always fun to see Mike Tyson. He, I feel like he's gotten even more interesting ever since he's gotten older. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's got a tiger. We don't know any question about what Mike Tyson has. <laughs> I'm not questioning it. I'm kill, telling you. Even yeah. at his age of like, he's probably in his mid 50s, his early 60s. He looks not bad. I mean, he looked. He the, the tattoo looks like Mike Tyson. Me of hangover, but. Yep. Yep. You know. But yeah. Uh, we also have full gear coming up. The matches we have announced for that so far. This is November 19th. Uh, it'll be happening. Uh, we have Tony Storm versus, Champ- uh, Jam- versus Jamie Hader for the. AEW Interim Women's Championship. Um, we also have the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final, which I believe starts, probably has to start next week. It's an eight-man yes. tournament to see who will gain a number one contendership at the world title. Right. And so uh, far, if I'm not mistaken, Ethan Page has been announced to be a part of that right, tournament. But right. also... Um, from Top Flight. Yes. I almost said Darius Rucker, and that's the I guy I almost from- said Darius, too. His name? No, his Darius is his brother. Only want to be with you. Oh, boy. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, Dante. Dante, Dante Martin, Martin and Ethan Page, I believe, are already set to be a part of this tournament, which is for, if I'm not mistaken, the AEW Heavyweight Championship, correct? Right. For whoever wins between uh, John Moxley, MJF, which I'm sure will be in the main event. Yeah. Uh, but we also Which have... I'm sure we'll have a few moments to talk about as far as predictions wise. Uh, yeah. Who's going to win that one? I... I'm gonna put it out there. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go back to I'll Crown to Jewel. About it. We're gonna have to go back to Crown Jewel and do our predictions of Crown Jewel. It's tomorrow. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I'm not super excited about it. Not a lot of people are. Not I'm not super are. excited about it. Um, as weird as it is to say, as an adult, because as a kid, Freddie Prince Jr. was like whew, swoon. But really, listen, oh yeah, Freddie Prince. Freddie? Oh my, wow. Of he always reminded me of like an extra swoon. that would have been on Friends. Whatever, I'll take it. What That's was he fine. on? Bel Air or uh, uh, he was on Scooby? 
Scooby-Doo. I know he was on Scooby, but that's not what his claim to fame was. He Jesus was in some Christ. like romantic movies, but you know I can't really think of them because I haven't watched them since I was really? probably like But Scooby 13. is the one that that, bro, that is the one that, that's universally is known. that the movie that won you over with Freddie Prince Jr. Good was Lord, fucking Scooby. No. But it, it it definitely sealed the deal on how cool Matt Lillard is. So not at all. Matt, what? Matthew <laughs> Lillard? You don't okay. think Matthew okay. Lillard's cool? Okay, hold on, hold on. That Scooby Doo movie wow. was trash. What? 100% trash Shut movie. Shut up. Trash movie. You're serious? Trash movie. Oh, come on, guys. It was... Tell me I'm not alone. Scooby-Doo? Trash movie. Damn. But... Matthew Lillard killed it in that movie. Trash movie. Oh, I'm not saying the I'm performances so were not good. The hurt. people who they picked were perfect. Matthew Lillard was a great okay. shaggy. Freddie Prince Jr. was an mm-hmm. amazing Freddie. Uh... Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a yep. great Daphne. No, that's his and wife the, in real I, life. I can't remember who was that. Who was Velma? That was Linda Cardellini. Oh, really? Was it wasn't really. Yes, it was. All the performances were great. The characters yes, were great. But again, the that, he was, was married great. to her in real life, so that's great. I think the that's where they met. Movie was trash. You're just every movie of of. Scooby When's the last Dewey? time you watched it? When's the last time you watched? Not the first long movie? ago. Enough. <laughs> we got to watch Con Air. This wow. is enough about about wow. Scooby Doo. Also, um, you know, this is wrapping this up, and if you stayed this long, I appreciate it, but... I, but if you when stayed we were this long, pre- I'm so sorry. Yeah, when we were preparing for this, we had this really sensitive, long conversation about pens. Oh my Does God. anybody else in their, like, family or the relationship or anything like that, do you have, like, an, a different pen preference to your partner? Because it's a <laughs> serious so fucking conversation. Just, just a straight-up well, pen. tweeted us. At CAW Wrestling Pod. What pen Let do us you know. Use? Yeah, give take us a, a picture. Take a picture. Find one online. I know you have a pen. A pen. Are you talking it's to me or them? Everybody, everybody. Everybody has that. Yeah. What pen. is your favorite pen? When you like go to Office Max and you're like, Yo, I gotta get some pens. Yeah. Because I'm out of pens. Because I, you know, you lose pens. Sure. Do you go for the soft ballpoint pens? Do you mm-hmm. go for the fine point Thin? zebra pens? Do you go for the gel pens? Do you believe your alarm on for the fifth time during a podcast? That's okay. Do you go for the color gel pens? Do you sure. go for like what is your? Are pen you a pencil preference? person? Stop making the peak. <laughs> you know. You could be. What's I'm your a, preference? Be What's your writing you, I'm a, I'm preference? A, I am a number two wood pencil, the yellow classic uh, school pencil. Over a pen? Yes. Are you serious? I, I make a lot of mistakes in my life. We've been together for eleven years, and there are some serious conversations we need to have about pens and Scooby Doo. I well, didn't realize. We need to have a conversation. That's going to end it for yeah. AEW. No, that no, no. Is... yeah, that's going to end it for AEW, but not the pen conversation. Mark likes that really oh thin. God thin pen because he's like the all capitals like small handwriting guy i am that guy my mom like writes like that all capitals like that's cool stace you know all capitals um i write huge very loopy i need that thick i need that i think it's 1.4 millimeter <laughs> yes you need that thick you take that however you want we're talking about pens okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is not paper coffee mate. nor wrestling no it's about paper mate pens if Papermate, anyone from Papermate is listening, please sponsor Coffee and Wrestling. Who do you think is going to win the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship? Between Asuka and Alexa Bliss and Damage Control? Yes. The rematch in Saudi Arabia? Yes. Are they going to retain <sighs> or are they going to lose the titles? Hmm. I really don't know. I'm not really sure where they're going with this either. This has been a very long, drawn out process as far as Raw has been lately between these two uh, right. tag teams. I really don't know. I think but I know that Damage Control has had an issue with 
not being able to keep the belts long. I know Dakota Kai, like in, in just her wrestling experience, has not done a great job as far as holding belts. Mm, so you think it's going to be a uh, recurring problem for her? I think it's going to be a recurring to, problem. Her, her confidence seemed to have been shattered this past Raw mm-hmm. when they showed her before the match. Yeah. I think they're going to retain. I, I don't think they're going to... Oscar I, and I think Alexa they're going to keep it on Oscar and Alexa Same. Bliss. Same. Um, I think this is going to be... They're over, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about, speaking of tag team, the Usos taking on the Brawling Brutes. Do you think the Usos... I mean, we've got... We've got Sami Zayn. This is hard. We've got, like, and we've got Jay or... drama going on right now. Right. Jay's beefing with Roman. They're not being very oozy. They are I mean, not being. They are teasing a a some I mean, dissonance between. Maybe this, group. this is a way to like finally break up. Line. I mean, yeah, this it would make sense, uh, especially if they're gonna like I said, if they're gonna do something with Bray Wyatt, uh, fucking up the main event. I couldn't see what else you would be doing with Bray Wyatt at Saudi. Sure. I mean, you got Uncle Howdy. I don't uh-huh. know. Is Uncle Howdy going to make his appearance? I mean, WWE is good at that, though. They could just do a promo and that's it. Yeah, that is true. Fly Bray Wyatt all the way to Saudi Arabia for a promo. That would be ridiculous. That would be some shit WWE would do. Oh, of course. Of course. So what do you think? The Usos going to retain? The Brawling Brutes going to become the new I'm WWE Tag Team Champions? I'm honestly like a really big fan of the Brawling Brutes. I think okay. they're great. I love their energy. Okay. I think it would be a really good thing to put the belts on these guys. Right. Especially while Sheamus is gone on his vacation, his honeymoon, all that good shit. Right, right. Um, I think these guys are obviously like super young and it would be like a fresh breath into the, the tag mm-hmm. team titles. Right. Um, I think this is a good time to end it. Also, if so you, so you're, the Usos you think- lose, then the New Day get to retain the the title of being able to say that they are the longest reigning WWE tag team title champions. That is true because they are only when they wrestle on Saturday, they will only be nine days away from beating their record. So if even if they do retain, which to be honest, I think they're gonna retain. If they do, they still have Raw and SmackDown to be able to do something and actually another Raw in order to stop that. Okay. So if the Usos retain that might be another good storyline they can go with. They retain at Saudi Arabia. They come back raw. And uh, sure. New Day tries to defend their, their streak. You got a streak against the titles. There's been a lot of interferences. Maybe New Day will interference in this match. You never know. You never know. But I think the Usos are going to retain. And I think this is going to be... I think the Usos are going to retain. I think Roman's going to lose the title. And this is going to be what the wedge that, that gets stuck in the bloodline that oh splits it. Oh, my God. It. You think Roman's going to lose the title? I think he is. Oh, okay. I, I, well, yeah, I think he, I think he might. Okay. I haven't made my final decision. We'll get there here. In yeah, we always, we always say between the two of us that you have up until the bell rings for right. that match to determine right. what your guess is. But as of right now, I wow. haven't decided. Okay. But I'm leaning towards. Mm. What do you think, seeing as we're on the topic of it? I, I think Rome's going to retain. I think mm-hmm. the Usos are going to lose. I think it's going to be that first big, big fracture. In the bloodline. So you think it's going to be the um, same thing, but the other direction. Yeah. The Usos are going to lose, and Roman's going to retain, Correct. and that's going to be the way. Correct. I think that's what's going to fuck okay. it up and mess up the bloodline. Maybe something with Jay. Maybe something with um, Roman Sammy. And, I think between Roman and Jay, there's going to be an issue. And yep. I think that, I think whatever happens, whoever's going to lose, I think one's going to lose, one's going to retain. Once that happens, I think the the distance between Jay and Roman is going to get so bad that they're going to end up having a match. And then Jimmy's going to get involved because Jay's his brother, Roman's his cousin. That's going to be the catalyst that ends up destroying. Okay. And then, you know. Maybe Sammy's on Roman's side in that situation. So. Or even then, Kevin Owens comes in. 
Because that's what the plan has been for a while. As far that's as how like, well that was uh, why they put his. Reading. That's why they put his, uh, Kevin Owens' heel turn on hold was because of that. They they right. all of a sudden got so much momentum with Sami Zayn that Gotta they didn't. Going, you know? Oh yeah, they they saw the cash cow and they're like, well, that's stupid. Why the hell would we get rid of that? Super smart. You know? Super smart, but at some point it's got to end. Right. And I feel like this really is going to be that push. So what to, do you think? To mess of, up the bloodline. What do you think about Bianca Belair and Bailey? Do you think? I first of all I think this is a really cool idea and a fun mm-hmm. match. I like the dynamic between these two, and anytime they wrestle, it's really really fun. They're both really great, very talented women. Right. Um, who's gonna win this one? I feel like it's finally gotten to a point where Bianca has established herself as a a women's you know, the, the raw women's champion. Mm-hmm. She's had it for a long enough run. I think if I'm she not mistaken, the, she holds a AST. record for the longest black woman to hold a World title, title belt like that, like right. the longest reign. Um, I think she is great. She actually, they just reported that her and Montez are getting a show on Hulu. Oh, really? I think are, they're awesome people, That's awesome. I think. Um, but I think Bailey. You think Bailey's going to win the title? I think Bailey, and, and that's... Another thing that I thought was maybe they broke up the, uh, dam- they're breaking up damage control a little bit by having Bailey be like, oh, I did all of this to win the belt mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, manipula- manipulation. I fully agree. On 100% part fully that agree. It's going to be a breakup of damage control right. before it gets too stale. Like it, mm-hmm. it's starting to get, let Bailey have the heel run on her own. She doesn't need anybody else. And I don't think Dakota Kai and Eo Sky need Bailey anymore. But do you, do you think they need to stay as a tag team? Or do you think they need the to The two of them? I think keeping them for a tag team for a little bit longer is probably a good route. I don't okay. think breaking up all these tag teams at once is a good idea. I think maybe holding on to them being a separate entity from mm-hmm. Bailey, maybe still have just the two of them be damage control, right. and then Bailey just doing her own thing, maybe establish like a rivalry between Bailey and Dakota Kai. Okay. You know, something like that. I really don't know, but I don't know. I feel like it's finally Bailey's time to to get that belt right now. Okay. I kind of I I agree with with you wholeheartedly. I think they could do either way with uh, Dakota Kai and Eo Sky. They could have them split up. They could stay as a tag team. Um I think they should stay as a tag team just to give a little bit more breath into the women's tag team division. Sure. If you're going to have the titles, you're going to have to have a division. You can't just have one or two. And they've got tag a great teams. women tag team division mm-hmm. right now. And they got a lot of talent in NXT. They've got and of course, there's the rumor of Sasha Banks and uh, Naomi still technically under contract. There's sure. never been any official announcement that they are no longer under no, contract. No, there is talk about that they were supposed to make an appearance at something, maybe like a convention, right. Comic Con or something. And it got canceled. And it got canceled because they have a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. Scheduling conflicts. Mm-hmm. Any, so, do we have any idea when that is? I don't. I don't. Well, I've got to pull it up right here. Um, on November 12th. In L.A., they were supposed to be attending Vulture Fest. Now, that's a week, that's what, about a week away from, yeah, a yes. week away from now. Um, so, they were supposed to be there. They canceled, and also Sasha Banks has teased that something crazy will happen this month. She has also put out a photo of saying getting back into it, wearing some type of wrestling gear, whether she's just running drills to stay conditioned, or she's training for something. It kind of seems like they might mm-hmm. be on track for coming the pot. back. I mean. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, yeah, they might just be doing that just to be like, hey, WWE, if you want to re-sign mm-hmm. me, let's go. I'm open to options now yeah. that Vinny's gone. Damage Control would be a great group to pair up against somebody like Sasha Banks and mm-hmm. Naomi. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, um, we've got uh, Braun Strowman taking on Omos. I, I, mm. I'm going to go Braun. 
I feel like Braun's on a winning streak. Right. I feel like there's a reason to push him, I guess. Right. Like they see a lot of potential in him. Um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Braun. Almost doesn't really have anything going for him right now. So I think Braun's definitely more marketable. Yeah. Uh and he's the technical underdog because he's smaller than Omos. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe that's an advantage. Not very excited about this one. Nah. Not not really interested in it. Drew McIntyre taking on Karrion Cross in a steel cage match. Um, I guess it would be like a similar thing. Like, why would you put this win on Drew McIntyre when mm-hmm. you could put over Karrion Cross by saying he won a steel cage match? Right. I think this would be a good opportunity for Karrion Cross to get the win again. Yeah. And then be like, hey, look, Scarlett wasn't even in the cage with me and I still won. Like, I don't know. I think that would be cool. I feel like Drew McIntyre is far enough in his career that he can just put over. Somebody right. like Karrion Cross every once in a while, and I think he it's, needs it's it. going to be a great match. Regardless, I, I think Karrion Cross needs it to for agreed just a character develop. Yep, Drew give can him the lose, win. and that's okay. Give him some evil villain shit. Yeah, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Brock all day. I, there's no way they're going to put Bobby Lashley over no. Brock Lesnar in fucking Saudi Arabia. No, I don't think so either. I, Brock Lesnar is going to win. Yeah, I'm going to go with that as well. Uh, the OC taking on. The Judgment Day. Oh, man. There's so many stale farts on this. <laughs> I know, right? I just, I just really don't care. I, I don't care. I think it's going to be the uh, Judgment Day. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking it's going to be the OC. Okay. I, I don't think it's going to be good. I think it's a total skip. I think that's when you go get, like, you re-up the dip and grab a couple more beers if you're right. into that. Right. <laughs> and then, of course, we already talked about Roman Reigns and the... Uh... Yeah. Jake Paul. I, I or Logan I'm, Paul not, I'm just not really excited about this one. On here, it does say that Jake Paul will be... Accompanying Logan Paul, which okay. figures that made it seem um, that didn't make it cooler. I'm I'm still not decided on this one yet. I'm gonna yeah. t- plead the fifth we'll on this one. It. I know I said something about Logan Paul earlier about ten, two minutes ago, but yeah, I really don't know. Um, and then the Bray Wyatt thing is always up in the air with this. This yeah. is I'm I'm interested in Bray Wyatt and what they're gonna do with it. I'm interested in pretty much the both the women's matches, and that's. I'll wrap her up. The Usos. Yeah. That's Hopefully about it. Goes it goes quick. You know. I mean, eight matches. Shouldn't be that long. Yep. Saudi overseas. Everybody's jet lagged. Yep. Which always makes for a lackluster pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. When you go that far. You know, I couldn't imagine. We went to Colorado not that long ago. It was just a couple hours jet lag. I slept all night. I slept like a baby from yep. like 7.30 until I mean, 8 o'clock the next gotta morning. Gotta be at least 12 hours. Yeah. Change, so. Well, gotta well, be horrible. We will see what happens. Uh, it's tomorrow. I, it's, yeah. it's, it's about 16 hours away. Yep. If you uh, don't have Peacock, you got five bucks. Yeah, just get it. It's not no, bad. No, it should be okay. If not, go over your friend's house. Yeah. If you don't have friends, then I go to a bar. They'll have it. Put it. They'll put it on. Maybe. Maybe. Your mom's got Peacock. That sounded bad. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for the night, though. We've gone far longer than I expected. I hope everybody enjoyed. Follow us on Twitter at CAW Wrestling Pod. And... I am at a baking party, and I want you to tell me about your pen. Tell me about your pen. We took like 10 minutes for this pen thing. Please just tweet tell her about me pens. A, show me your pen. What's it look like? Whoa. I know you have one. Do you keep it in your pocket? Keep it in your purse? I'm a gun Dudley on Twitter. Where do you keep your pen? Thanks for following us. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we love you. Have a good night. Drink some coffee. Oh, and if you make art for a living, you should message us because we want to look for some new uh, artwork. T-shirts. T-shirts. Buttons. Stickers. Yep. We're making some pins. We're going to make some coffee mugs. Yes. Yes. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening.
back and ended up out. They had a fan. Fuck, just my toe. Ooh, got that. Oh, God, that fucking hurt. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, I'm leaving that. I'm not leaving it in the podcast, but my fucking God, that hurt. Fuck you, Sandspur.